Welcome to the Inspired Living with Autoimmunity podcast, the podcast for high achievers who want to stay sharp, focused, and full of energy despite their diagnosis. With your host, National Board Certified Functional Medicine Health Coach, Julie Michelson, where Julie helps you take your power back from autoimmunity. And now here's your host, Julie Michelson. Welcome back to the Inspired Living with Autoimmunity podcast. I'm your host, Julie Michelson. And today, Dr. Tammy Moralia joins us and we have some fun, hot topics to discuss. Dr. Tammy is the producer of the docuseries, The Healing Secret, the author of the nationally best-selling book, The Hormone Secret, and the CEO of Vitality Hormone Clinic in Seattle, Bio Renati Stem Cell and Regenerative Center in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico, and the Seattle Stem Cell Center. In today's conversation, we talk about getting rid of the four-letter word, fine, and also the three pillars that are essential for resilience. Dr. Tammy highlights the importance of an often overlooked hormone for women, and we answer many questions about the use of semaglutide for weight management and anti-aging. Dr. Tammy, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. So looking forward to our conversation. And I just had to cut us off and say, wait, I should hit record (laughs) because I wanted to dive in. I got a little ahead of myself. So I would love to, for listeners that aren't familiar with you, have you share a little bit of your story of how you got to be practicing this kind of medicine, because I feel like most of the things, if not all of the things that you do are cutting edge and definitely right up my alley. Well, the good thing about going to medical school when you're older is that you do not swallow all the (laughs) (laughs) Kool-Aid. I did not believe everything that I was told in traditional Western medical school. So I danced professionally in a ballet company for many years. And then I went to undergraduate and thought, oh, I'll be a physical therapist. (laughs) That was the only profession I had ever been introduced to. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) Yes. And I got, you know, frustrated with that. Uh, As I explored it, I thought, oh, gosh, I I really want to to have a bigger impact. And uh, so anyway, long story short, you go to undergraduate and when you love anatomy and when you love chemistry and you end up with a pre-med degree. And so long path to med school and I chose traditional medicine and I love the science. I love the cynicism. I love the statistics. I love the data. But all along, I had been interested in um, herbs and nutrition and, you know, keeping our bodies healthy on our own. I believe we can be the CEO of our own health and should be, and that doctors and practitioners work for us. And so as soon as I finished, I went in and studied and got certified in naturopathic medicine as well. And so it was really because my patients kept coming to me over and over and over again, and they'd say, I don't feel well, I don't have my energy and things aren't as joyful and I'm not sleeping as well. And I have, you know, 15 to 50 pounds that we just won't budge. I'm using the same tricks that I used to. 
and run the usual tests, right? You know, thyroid and check for anemia if they're tired. And I would tell them they were fine. And that's when I realized that fine is a four letter word. And Ah. nobody wakes up in the morning and says, gosh, today I want to feel fine. (laughs) You want to feel fabulous. So looking at the blood work and looking at how traditional medicine was set up, it's really designed to treat diseases and conditions. And even our wellness appointments are designed to find diseases and conditions at early stages. It has nothing to do with wellness, nothing. So that was really my motivation to dive into what we now call functional medicine, which I think of as a blending of Western and Eastern and naturopathic medicine. So I have my foot on what is needed for the patient because they're the epicenter. I love that. That is amazing. And I also love that the word fine is banned in my home. It is a four-letter F word. So it's like, no, we're all educated. We can find a different word to actually express what we mean. Because fine can be good. You know, it, it can be, I'm, you know, I'm pretty good at least, you know, or fine could mean, you know, I'm terrible and I just don't want to burden you with that. So no, not allowed. <laughs> be specific. Awesome. Yeah. Great. <laughs> I love that. So you mentioned, I, I'm just curious, I don't know this part of your story, but you, you mentioned, you know, from the ballet background and you had the, 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 pretty much you were, which is a good thing that, you know, physical therapy, it makes sense <laughs> that that would, you would have probably plenty of experience with physical therapy. Um, were there, was there any piece of kind of your own healing journey that, that, aside from just the general interest in, hey, the body can heal and wellness is a thing um, that that you weren't finding in Western medicine? Well, two stories. One is um, my father was diagnosed with COPD, emphysema. And um, when he got oxygen, uh, that's the beginning of the last chapter. Mm. There is no more. So I dove into the research, like it just, you know, so the brain of a doctor and the dedication of a daughter. So yes. that's a really intense <laughs> motivation. Yeah. 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 And I kept bumping into stem cells over and over and over and over and over. And uh, long story short, I was so blessed to um, be able to participate in stem cell medicine. And now I get to help patients with the holistic part of their program, the hormones, inflammatory markers, when they go to a clinic in Puerto Vallarta. But my dad was able to get off oxygen. And Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> right? The body can heal? So how come nobody gets off oxygen once they're well, and you know, on Stem it. cells are like everything else in medicine. They don't always work for every person every sure. time. Sure, sure. know why, but an aspirin doesn't either. Um, right. And right. there's definitely need for, you know, rigorous clinical work. And so I'm excited to see the future. And I'm excited that, you know, places like are the clinic in Puerto Vallarta is called Bio Renati that I get to be a part of that. And I believe that stem cells are like 
seeds and our bodies are like soil. And so I get to play in the soil, in the sandbox with everybody and up level that quality. You just have to plant a seed in the sand versus, you know, a rich topsoil full of worms kind of dirt. And you can see the outcome is quite different. Um, so that was one aspect of like, oh my gosh, that is a whole nother world. <laughs> yeah. I, but then I, when, sorry, go I, ahead. I just said, I, I want to get to the second, the second story too, but, but I love, you know, you mentioned, and not everything works for everybody. We are, you know, we are unique. We are all unique. Um, as somebody who has had stem cell treatment for, the the kind of little remainder autoimmune symptoms that I had had, um, my results were remarkable. I had done all of that work, the cleaning it up, the lifestyle, the hormones, the all of the things. And so I really love that you you're highlighting, you know, there's no ma- there is no magic. Everybody wants that magic cure um or solution, but but that I love that you're bringing I, the necessary piece because I would imagine doing a stem, stem cell treatment on somebody who has a, I'll call it a dirty lifestyle, probably isn't going to do much. It would be like planting a seed in the sand, I would think. Yeah. You know, I tell my patients that if they're not willing to like quit smoking or give up alcohol right. or change their diet and they want to spend the money now granted when you go to mexico to this private hospital it's a lot less than you would spend here and um you get way more but it's still a lot of money right right if, right if you want to waste that much money you could just donate it and or go on vacation i love that yeah you you've got to uh, it, it all it all works together in my, so my philosophy of health is that we have really three pillars and one pillar is structure. And I think that stem cells represent a a unique potential for fixing structure and problems without turning to drugging and cutting first. We don't know why it works. We don't know when it works. We don't know a lot, but I think it's really exciting. The second thing is chemicals and our hormones are chemicals and our nutrition is chemicals. And if you think of that on our outside of our body, there's a lot of toxins and chemicals outside like pesticides and things like that as well. And the third thing that I don't think is talked enough about either in naturopathic medicine or at all in traditional medicine is frequency, mm-hmm. energy. And every cell in your body has an electrical current. And if you can change the electrical current, you change the environment of the cell and you change the function of the cell. You change what it is and isn't doing easily. And so if you have all three pillars, you are resilient, right? That is our absolute goal is resilient. We don't want to be strong like an oak tree. And then when a big storm comes, we crack. We want to be able to shift and respond. If you only have two, then it only takes a job loss, relationship loss, or a worldwide pandemic to have you feeling sick or actually even get a disease or diagnosis. And if you only have one pillar intact, you probably already have a disease or diagnosis. 
And so we approach all of our patients from this three pillar way of health to optimize, not look for just problems, but how can we optimize it? If you don't have gut problems, I still want to know what's going on in your gut microbiome. It's going to take a while accumulate at the cell in a it as a symptom. So why don't we find it earlier? Well, if you don't look, you don't know. Right. So that's that's my journey. And you know, people will say, oh, you're a very strange MD. You talk about <laughs> meditation all the time. And you know, and my colleagues, they say, like, you practice in a parallel universe, like an alternative universe. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> You are what we call ahead of the curve, I would say. Yeah. Um, You know, I, there's, you've never shocked me other than um, that you're just already to, you know, doing it all so well. Like (laughs) you're normalizing what we really need to be, to be addressing. And I I love that. Um, And it, it needs to be normalized, but it also needs to be prioritized. Yes. I tell patients. If your meditation doesn't have an appointment time on your calendar and you tell me it's a priority, I'm going to say liar, liar, pants on fire. (laughs) Everything that's important is scheduled. You can't just wait until you have enough time, energy or whatever. That's the time part is going to be when you're down because you're sick. Energy, maybe not, but you know, it, it is amazing. And so I, I diverted you away from, you said you had a second, another kind of story that brought you in this direction to be practicing. I was um, older when I went to residency, having danced, you know, in a ballet company for a long time. So I was uh, pregnant in my first year of residency. And then I had my, I was pregnant with my second child in third year residency. Oh my goodness. (laughs) I And after that, when my babies were born and, you know, I was so tired, I literally would lay down on the floor between patients. Mm. (laughs) I was exhausted. And I thought, oh, of course I'm exhausted. I have a toddler. I have a baby. I'm a doctor. I'm a resident. You know, don't, don't women do that a lot? Like they, and doctors, doctors do it a lot. Of course, oh, you're tired. Women, you're, yeah. you're a new mom. <laughs> like, no, we yeah. know the difference of, you know, I have to lay on the floor and boy, I really need to get a better night's sleep tonight. They're not the right. same. Not at all. Not at all. So I ran my own blood tests and hormones. And, you know, I had been enough of time not pregnant to, to have quote unquote normal hormones and, and everything came back fine. I know, right? <laughs> I had run the usual estradiol, progesterone, thyroid, iron, you know, CBC, liver, all of that stuff. But I hadn't run testosterone. Ooh. Hadn't, that would have been weird. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Why would, you know, that's, that's for guys. Why, why would I need or want to even take testosterone. That's scary. I'll get hairy and angry and (laughs) anyways, I ended up for some reason, I just decided to dive into the research again and find out about testosterone. And what I learned is that women actually 
have a small amount of testosterone in our bodies. Um, it's actually more than you think, but that's another story. Um, but it has an outsized role in how we look, feel, and function. And so when I tested it, and it's really important to make sure you test your free testosterone because your total testosterone is like how much hormone is. So if you're going to make a house, you need workers. And total testosterone is checking how many workers are in the truck. Are they working? I like that. No, they're not right. working. Free testosterone workers is free testosterone is checking the workers that are in the house with a hammer moving around. Not just the ones on the payroll. It's <laughs> actually working. Exactly. Yeah. So my free testosterone was undetectable. Oh, no yeah. wonder you were laying on the floor. <laughs> And so I researched all the ways that I could reboot my own biology to get my own body to make its testosterone. And it worked a little bit. But what I found is that because of my age and because of my lifestyle at that time, I was in such severe adrenal fatigue and my adrenal glands were responsible for making the majority of my hormones, you know, because yeah. Mother Nature was inviting me to exit stage right on the reproductive <laughs> theater <laughs> and uh i decided okay i'm going to take one milligram of topical bioidentical testosterone and life-changing it was like within a week it's one of my most favorite things about hormone therapy is it's not like, oh, we'll know in a few months right. <laughs> like if this is working or where when you're optimal. Yeah. Um, and so I love, I love this whole conversation. I'm so excited because you touched on in your own journey, this, I get it all the time. You know, women are afraid of testosterone. We just have been trained that that's a male hormone. And, you know, then I don't know, I grew up, went to high school in the eighties. So, you know, I think of, you know, guys in the gym, you know, dosing themselves, <laughs> doping, you know, that's not, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking right. about, you know, intentional controlled medical dosages. Well, and customized, right? Personalized yeah, yeah. to you. And right. one size absolutely does not fit all. It's one of my biggest issues with the influencers. I love that the conversation is coming up on social media and YouTube and all of that. And I hate that there's this perception that one size fits all and one supplement is great for longevity and one supplement is great for whatever. It isn't. No, We don't look alike because we're not alike. And yes, we have a lot of similarities, but penicillin saves many people's lives and it can kill some people. Right. Like it's there's such yeah. a difference. So this personalized approach, it's interesting that uh, we've also been taught, or I think the perception is, is that testosterone's main thing is libido. And yeah. I would like to, um, with love, and from my heart, gather up every man and woman that is out there telling women who are in their 50s and 60s and 70s that they should have a high libido. And you aren't healthy 
and your hormones aren't healthy if you don't have a high libido. What's the purpose of libido? It's to stimulate procreation. Right. That's it. We're not complicated. We're animals. <laughs> we we are. <laughs> we are complicated yes, in other ways. We are complicated animals. <laughs> but we okay, are animals. There we go. <laughs> that is the purpose of your libido. Mother nature actually doesn't care about pleasure. It's there. It's lovely. But it's not going to be, I want to gather all those people in, all the women who've been listening to them and feeling bad because they don't have a high libido and say, it's okay. Your libido, it may stay high, but it's absolutely natural that it goes down after childbearing years. Yeah. Now, so does that... Women are even more complicated animals, right? And so... For the most part, and we're all different, if you optimize a man's hormones, he's, and again, different, his procreation years are way longer, too long, maybe, Um, (laughs) but I just asked some of the stars these days, they're, they're pretty, I know, that's what I was just thinking about. They're pretty easy, right? And, and the doctor I work with all the time says that to, to people, you know, like, yeah, with a guy, we can tweak hormones and we pretty much know what we're going to get. But with a woman, how's the relationship? How are your stress levels? How is your nutrition? How is it? It's, you how's know, and how's your sleep? How's how's your, all of it. Um, and, and so, and you're right. We're no longer need to be making babies. <laughs> so, right. um, so that's but not I, to say that sex shouldn't be great. It should it, be great, but it should it, be great. It shouldn't hurt. If you don't have energy, which is what I think of when I think of testosterone, how are you going to have a high libido when you can't get off the floor? Exactly. And energy is the number one symptom that improves when women restore their testosterone. It's also involved in brain fog. It also stimulates your bones. It also has everything to do with your fat muscle ratio. You know, there's a lot of semaglutide, Ozempic, Wagovi, Manjaro, and we have a nationwide telehealth weight loss with semaglutide. And so I get it. But I always tell my patients, you're not going to have as much success and you're not going to love the body you're left with. If you don't optimize your hormones, including testosterone, no matter if you're a male or a woman, if you don't prioritize protein, and if you don't move your body. Yeah. You don't want to lose muscle. I mean, all of those that that's people think they want to lose weight and, and, you know, and let's dive into that um, because this is, has become such a hot topic, the semaglutide topic. Um, so I'd love to pick your brain because I'm sure listeners have have questions or I'm, you know, I think at this point, everybody's heard of whether it's Ozempic or one of the, the pharmaceutical brands or the peptide world, the semaglutide. Um, let, let's talk about that a little bit because we were talking before about, you know, number people are focused on numbers on a scale. And if you're overweight and and you're not focusing on those things that you just mentioned, then you're going to be losing muscle yeah. too. Yeah. It's Nobody wants that. Weight loss. Right. It's not a fat it's loss. It's not a fat loss. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to do something 
to protect your muscle. And when you lose 20, 30, 40, 100 pounds, you don't want to look like you were in the hospital when you, you know, when you're done, you want to look fabulous and you want to feel fabulous. And they're using this medic, these medications are amazing tools. Honestly, I have never seen a medication with so much success. Never, never in my entire, you know, 25 plus years, never been. And I think it, it will never be FDA approved for anti-aging, but there's some really interesting and profound observations in the, the research, uh, a decrease in inflammation, a conversion of your white fat to brown fat and brown fats, the scrumptious fat, it's the one with your mitochondria, a decrease in the risk of heart attack and stroke that was FDA approved for diabetics a decrease in the risk of Alzheimer's because of the neuroprotection, a decrease in blood glucose, we know, decrease in blood pressure, decrease in cholesterol. There's so many things that are, are really interesting. I think that, you know, in my opinion, based on what I know now, I would lump it into that metformin, low-dose yeah. naltrexone. Um, there's also rapamycin, but I'm, I'm a very cautious doctor. I Mm -hmm. don't prescribe things that have yet to have clinical studies in humans. I'm old enough to remember thalidomide. I don't (laughs) ever want to be the doctor that prescribes something new that hasn't had some long-term. And that's the part about semaglutide. It's been around forever. Right. And people think it's new. Um, and let's talk about that. You you touched on it already. This it's not it's not a weight loss medication. This isn't it's not fenfen. Like this is it, it, it was first FDA approved. It was what? used in the diabetic world. Okay, and uh, and then as things happen, you know, Botox was never actually used for cosmetic purposes, it was used for a condition called tic de la rue, which is a very trigeminal neuralgia is the other name. So it's a nerve pain and it's excruciatingly painful. It's called the suicide condition. People are in such pain that they literally want to die. And a gust of wind can actually make their pain start. And this Botox injections used to help the pain. And it's almost always on one side, not bilateral. And the Carruthers, the Dr. Carruthers up in Vancouver, British Columbia is looking at these patients that had the tic de la rue in their face and getting Botox and went, I'm so happy on one side. <laughs> the, huh. yeah. Fast forward, we studied it. Same as the lash stuff. Mm-hmm. was cosmetic purpose. It's right. a glaucoma. It's a happy, it's a happy side effect. <laughs> hey, grandpa, you're on. <laughs> so this medication was being given to diabetics and all of a sudden there's this notice that they're losing weight. Now everybody's like, well, every diabetic when they get treated loses weight. No. If you take insulin, you don't necessarily lose weight. You might actually gain weight. Metformin may or may not get you. The glipizide, all the, I mean, there's so many medications 
and it wasn't associated with its weight loss. So that did start an FDA-approved clinical trial for one brand that did this of the medication, the brand, the generic active medication is called semaglutide, but the one brand did do a weight loss study, and they found that 88% of patients lost, I, I think it's 15% of their body weight. Wow. And unfortunately, they didn't do, you know, make sure you eat protein and optimize your right. testosterone and all of that. It was weight loss. Right. Um, so, yeah, you're right. It's a weight loss medication. But, but it's right. Right. And and so because it is such a craze, um, <laughs> I think, it, and um, it, it does have so many potentially positive benefits and uses, I'd love to talk about, you know, who's not a good candidate or, um, the, you know, I guess my, my, I have seen it used what I think is properly with remarkable results. Um, to help somebody's long-term health and and wellness. Mm -hmm. But I'm always afraid of, you know, the people that aren't going to change lifestyle. And and that's the, you know, first it was this big, like everybody loved it. And then it was like, oh, but be careful because if you stop, you put the weight back on. And it's like, well, if you don't pause there, change. Yeah. (laughs) Can we just pause there? Duh. Back to sitting on the couch and eating bonbons. Of course, you're going to get the weight. Back. I don't know. Like, how is this a surprise to anybody? Like, how did you get that weight to begin failure. with? It's a user failure, not a medication right. failure, right? Or a practitioner failure. I was just or, say it's a doctor yeah, failure. yeah. I, I it's there's so many doctors write a prescription. You know, there is a list of contraindications and then off you go and call them if you have any problems. At right. our clinic, you get your labs and hormones evaluated. You have a scheduled appointment every month and unlimited support, meaning if you want an appointment every day, you could have it. Right. It's no extra charge. So the support and the education and the, uh, the coaching and telling people how to lose weight health fully right. is not always being done with this medication. You're yeah. And that's the goal. To me, the medication is a tool to yeah. help people make those changes more easily and, and have them be sustainable. And then I think like, wow, again, the best of both worlds, right? Yeah. And the cool thing is, is that, that that phrase that you just used, it's a tool, is perfect because the mechanism of action is that it makes you feel longer. How does it do that? Well, it slows the gastric emptying. So you literally are full. Right. Right. Um, And if you try and eat more, you'll feel sick. Yeah. But it also acts in the society center of our brain and it makes us feel satisfied. And if you think about it, we always have times in our life when we eat because we're not satisfied, but we are full. Thanksgiving. How full are you? And then there's pumpkin pie. And it's because hopefully paleo. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) 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 So having that society center feel satisfied. I mean, my patients say, Can I take this forever? This is the first time I'm in charge. 
the food chatter that that that's a big one yeah it goes away or it gets so quiet that you can tell it right you're not in charge yeah you but no thank you and so then when you've got you know a cookie or some protein in front of you you can choose the protein yeah now I'm of the 80-20 rule. I feel like if 80% of what goes in our mouth feeds our cells, 20% can feed our satisfaction and probably because I have such a sweet tooth. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and I I say this all the time, like I don't the deprivation is not the the key to long-term happiness or success. It's so, like holding your breath. Yeah, and what happens true. when you change lifestyle, I think that 80 and 20 cross over, right? Then you find the paleo pumpkin pie instead of the, like there are ways to still make something nourish your cells and make you feel like you had a treat for sure. Well, and if you stop eating all the processed foods, a tomato actually starts to taste different. Yes, I had a, I had a client ask me, I'm not kidding, I couldn't make it up. And she was serious. Did strawberries always used to be this sweet? <laughs> Like, yes, <laughs> they're supposed to be dessert. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, it's it's, it's so a, fun. It's a great tool. I kind of feel like it's a little bit like the nicotine patch for people who are trying right. to quit smoking. You know, you take away that that nicotine cellular craving. So the semaglutide is taking away the, the appetite and that craving, craving for sweets, craving for food, craving for alcohol believe it or not. Yes. Which is, is tremendous. And yeah. I think and kind of, a, a, you know, an, a happy side effect to the happy side effect is like this exactly. triple down. Um, I've heard it in so many ways from people who rarely drink and now don't drink to people who would drink often and they're just not interested. Yeah. It's, it's fantastic. I bet you they're going to study that and get they, it. Approved. They need to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is. It's remarkable. So it's, it's amazing. a great tool. I think that used in the right hands. Um, you know, if you go to a pharmacy with a prescription and your insurance doesn't pay for it, and let's face it, insurance doesn't pay for it unless you're sick. So right. if you're a diabetic, and if you're heavy enough to be a candidate for bypass, you know, your gastric surgery, then right. it'll probably cover it. But if you're trying to be healthier and lose some weight so that you don't get diabetes right prevent well, preventative <laughs> no no they only pay for conditions and diseases that exist that have a cd icd 10 code and wellness doesn't have a code so you'll go to the pharmacy and you'll pay anywhere from a thousand to eighteen hundred dollars for a one month supply yeah. and the beautiful thing is is that this medication is available in its generic form from compounding pharmacies yeah for a fraction of the price. Like our patients pay yes. $89 a month for their medication. Yeah. They pay $99 for unlimited medical support and monthly appointments. So yeah. And the beauty have to break the bank. Well, and the beauty with one of the things I like about that, again, is that individuality. So you're not getting a uni dose pen or a, you know, when, when you're getting it compounded, you know, we have people work up and you, whatever your effective dose, like stop there. You don't have to, there's no goal. There's no, no right. Yeah. Well, it's to the pharmacies or the pharmaceutical companies advantage to have a 2.4 milligram preloaded 
10 and the vast majority of my patients are on one milligram. Yeah. And if we need to, we go up. You have room to bump. But but why would you use more if you don't have to? Yeah. Just as lining the pharmacy pocket. I happen to be wearing a green shirt today. I don't know. Is that the answer? (laughs) Maybe. Maybe it's it's pink. <laughs> yeah, no, it it is um it's and some uh, the way the system still is right now, sometimes we have to step out of that model and, and find the other option and this is one where it's it's a I think it's a better option because it puts the control into our hands as far as, you know, we can find that optimal lowest dose and and not just go through as much so they can make more and make more money. Yeah. And it's important. um, Not all compounding pharmacies are created equal, but as soon as a compounding pharmacy is able to dispense a sterile injectable medication, um, they have to have a special certification and it's called PCAB. And it's, it's a similar certification to a regular pharmacy. So it's not this random. It's not some guy in a garage. Yeah. So (laughs) PCAB certification is something that you can, you can ask, you can check um, and make sure that you're getting the stuff from some, from a company that is holding themselves to the highest standard and a doctor who will only prescribe at PCAB. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's again, falls to us to, you know, find those providers we trust and, and, you know, I, I always say, you know, we were trained back then since I remember thalidomide as well, um, <laughs> you know, trained to be respectful and listen to the doctor and no, like trust your gut. If you don't have the right doctor, find the right doctor. And, and, um, but this fire. is, you can yeah. fire your doctor. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So you touched on some of it, but, but who is not, in your opinion, who is not a good candidate for this approach? There's a list of very clearly defined um, that, you know, if you just look on contraindications, yeah, yeah, that are contraindicated, um, you know, and then thyroid cancer and some medications that you can't, but um, pancreatitis, a history of pancreatitis. We have a um, personal our rule is that if you are planning to get pregnant within the next six months, that you can't take this if you're breastfeeding. And the reason is, is because we don't know. Right. And, and that's so the answer is no, unless we know. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I like that. I thought that's, that's amazing. And you did touch on the, it, I, I would imagine it's Back to the the soil idea. Like if your whole goal is to just get back on the couch eating your bonbons, this is not the answer for you. No. And and yeah. with a monthly appointment and you get your labs and your hormones analyzed, you know, a lot of our patients are in perimenopause and menopause. Um, of course, this medication is actually approved for 14 and up. Did you know that? 14. I did not know that. That's amazing. Wow. So there's a lot of controversy about kids using this medication. And again, I think that with counseling added and nutrition and exercise, um, that this can be uh, a leg up for these kids 
to not become diabetic, to not become insulin resistant, to have confidence in in how they they look and how they move and to be able to exercise more. So I don't prescribe it quickly, um, but but you can as young as 14. What we don't do is we don't prescribe the patients that are size six so they can be a size four. I'm glad you hit on that because that that's part of this whole kind of influencer craze as well. Um, and, and so, yeah, this is not, you know, Oh, you know, I, I had, I was on vacation. <laughs> now I, I want to, you know, get back into my skinny pill. jeans. Yeah. This is not the morning after pill for a bad decision. Out. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> Uh, uh, I'm experimenting myself. Like I said, I'm not a a super um, courageous doctor. I don't prescribe things that haven't been around for a while, but this medication has, and given all the anti-aging benefits, I do not need, I'm genetically tall and thin, so I would not need to use this for weight loss, but I use it in a micro dose once a month. Do I know that I will get the same positive benefits that have been found when people are using it at a therapeutic dose every week? No. But do I know that taking a lower dose less often is safe? Yeah. Right. (laughs) Unless I get side effects. So um, there's lots of ways to use this. Yeah, I'm excited. And I think we're just that we're this is like the tip of the iceberg. I I really do think it is going to follow that similar path to like a metformin or LDN. Um, You know, I would say metformin's further ahead on the curve than LDN. Some, you know, people, anyway, that's a whole, that's a whole nother episode. (laughs) Right. I would like to publicly on air invite you back because. I really want to talk about frequency and energy and, and, and I think that needs its own episode. And so, and we have witnesses, I would love for you to come back and and I would be honored with us. And there's a lot to dive into and guess what? There's a lot of research now. It's not woo woo anymore. Yeah. Yeah, no, and it, it. I love that everything that used to seem so woo-woo is really just science, and and we've known it. People have known we, not personally, but humans have known these things for thousands of years, and we've circled back to yeah. like ah. So please, please come share with us. Thank you. So before I give you your day back, I would love to know one step that listeners can take today to start to move the needle to improve their health. Well, this is a great segue into our next episode because the most powerful tool that you have, regardless of a prescription, a doctor, a health coach, or yourself, the most powerful tool that you can have to move the needle in your own health and your own life is to meditate. I'm going to ask you a follow-up because you did the one thing. Everybody has trouble doing one thing. They'll say, and, but my follow-up is... Is there a particular way or kind or amount when you say meditation? Yes, the one you'll do. Yes, good answer. I didn't even I didn't even plant that one. <laughs> yes. Because 
sometimes, and you should have more than one at your, in your tickle mm-hmm. trunk. Yep. You know, yep. sometimes my brain just will not shut up yep. and I have to do a guided meditation. Yep. Other times the guided meditation voice, I just want to like, throw it across the room. Yep. So yep. it's like exercise. What's the best exercise? The one you'll do. Yeah. I love that. Ah, Dr. Tammy, before we wrap up, wrap up, where's the best place for listeners to find you? If they're, uh, you know, I listen on the go and that's why I throw this question in there. Cause I don't always, I'm not always good at checking show notes. Yeah. I'd be honored to talk to anyone. We are accepting new patients at my clinic called BioThrive for hormone optimization, functional medicine, and our weight loss. The website is BioThriveLife.com. And you can email email us at support at drtammy.com. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Incredible gold. And obviously I have so much more I want to ask. So hopefully we'll get it done soon. Well, thank you for having me. It was a real pleasure. Have a beautiful day. You as well. And for everyone listening, remember you can get the transcripts and show notes by visiting inspiredliving.show. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Have a great day. See you next week. Thank you for listening to Julie Michelson's Inspired Living with Autoimmunity. Did you enjoy this episode? Please like, share, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to get a transcript of this and every other episode, just head on over to inspiredliving.show or click on the link in this episode's description. There, you can also find everything we discussed in this episode, including links and information about our guests. You can even send in your questions to be answered by Julie in a future episode. That's inspiredliving.show. Until next time, this is Julie Michelson's Inspired Living with Autoimmunity podcast, helping you take your power back.